Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello and welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 4, season 24. Little do you know that this is actually the second version of episode 4, season 24, because I have full disclosure that last week's episode was lost in the ethers of time. And it was the episode known as Craig um because it featured craig parry and it featured craig breen and it was talking about craig breen was talking all about uh his season so far where he's got to and potentially what could happen next but that was all lost due to technology um also say it was a cracking chat between craig and i and you'll never ever hear it just thought to put that out there uh, anyway um without further ado i'm going to introduce um the monster mob that i've got this week so uh, trevor agnew hello hello Thank That's you. a shame that you lost the Craigs. I know, mate. It's do you know you'll appreciate this now because you've got a train set, Trev, to use our terminology. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first time I've ever, ever, ever lost everything completely, and I don't know whether it's I don't know whether the world's trying to tell me something. It's a bit careless of you, really, to lose stuff. Thanks, it? mate. Thanks for the support, uh, Ryan Champion. Hello. <laughs> hello. Um, I I could have sworn that we've um, recorded several interviews twice. There's several interviews twice for for various technology reasons, but I've never had a fully formed episode that I've put together oh, where I've lost everything. And I oh. bet Craig Breen announced his 2022 plans, didn't he? Um, <laughs> you were going to break that news, weren't you? And you've lost it. It was quite close. And uh, do, you know, do you know, it's one of those conversations where I can't remember what we recorded and what we didn't say officially because I can't yeah. listen to it back. So see, see now it's like now it's like one of those episodes of Bullseye, isn't it? Here's what you could have worn. It's, it is absolutely. So basically, you've got a fully fitted kitchen or a speedboat, um, and you've got to share that between you. Fat, so your speedboat's not very useful anyway. So never mind. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I, I was going to go somewhere else as well, and and uh, we've got an author with us. Um, so our in. in in, in January 1991, eight members of the SAS regiment embarked upon a top-secret mission to infiltrate uh, that would infiltrate them deep behind enemy lines under the command of Sergeant Andy McNabb. They were served underground communication link between Baghdad and northwest Iraq to seek, destroy, and mobile scud launchers. Their call sign was Bravo 20. So if you're looking for a book to read, folks, that sounds like an absolute cracker. But in the meantime, John Desmond's got another book out. Hello, John. Hi, I would just say, could we have a uh, live follow up? Could we just talk about what Craig Breen said, that he announced his 2022 campaign. He got a full full season with Hyundai. They were paying him five million euros. They were going to fly in business class around the world. Uh, all of this in your interview. Uh, they were going to give him equal status with Thierry Nerville and Oik Tanak. And let's just let's just say that was the interview and then leave it up to Craig and Hyundai to then have to make that happen because we've talked about it on the world's greatest podcast. And there's uh, me thinking Subaru are coming back and had signed them. Um, it, 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 you know what? For, for shits and giggles, we could go with all of the above, but I, I, in, in view of the fact of our relationships with teams and drivers, it's probably best I don't add any more to that speculation. <laughs> also, I think, you know what? It's really, really annoying because if you've done something like this, and I don't know whether you've been here, John, 
and I'll ask you again. Many, many times. Yeah. Um, and you don't know many, what. Many times have I recorded things and then they've got lost or disappeared. Uh, one very, very famous moment was when Seb Lowe was about to, uh, it was either his first championship or his second championship. And me and a cameraman who will remain nameless drove something like two and a half hours through, uh, back of beyond in Japan to discover we'd arrived with a camera, a microphone, an interviewer. But no tape. Uh-huh. So that interview never even happened. And uh, the embarrassing thing at that point is you then have to stand there in front of the you know newly crowned world champion and explain yourself. How it's a bit like asking Seb Lowe to turn up at the beginning of a stage without petrol in his car. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Ooh, just harsh, harsh. That, and the co-driver union, <laughs> harsh. Uh, I think what Tony was alluding to there was probably the fact that he can't remember what he was told on record and what he was told off record, and he doesn't want to jumble the two up. Do you know what? Thanks, Trev. That's exactly what I was trying to to get to because well, let's just force their hand. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's say they, you know, Craig's now got a two-year contract. Let's do that and then let, let them deny it. Let's well, have please, a, the, 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 the irony is, of course, and if we are going to talk about uh, inevitably, we are talking about this. There is actually an article uh, in today's motorsport news uh, that he has got a two-year agreement um, supposedly in place with M Sport. So. Uh, but that's in motorsport news. That 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 wasn't part of our, you know, the the podcast that never was the ghost podcast, as it'll now always be referred to. Well, will you allow us to ask you questions where we can only answer yes or no? Oh, that'll be good fun. Yes, go on. Then. <laughs> go, on, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> do you always answer every question with the answer yes? <laughs> no. There we are. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah anyway so um yes so i think I, I think i think good things are coming for for for, for master breen and uh master uh Nagel. that's all i'll say anyway. yeah fully deserved yes yeah, very much so fully deserved um i know he was a he drove a blinder in eep you would expect him to drive a blinder in eep I wanted him to be let loose to give Thierry Nerville a good go and keep him honest. It was never going to happen. That's the politics of the team. And Craig, the only difficulty with that was Craig Breen uh, wasn't Belgian and Thierry Nerville was. And um, we could have seen a right good go and a good ding-dong battle. But, uh, you know, based on the man, you know, just at the moment he's turning up and he's on the podium. He's making fools of people. And that, you know, in a sport where you need seat time, everybody says, got to have seat time, got to have seat time. Oh, it's so much to expect a guy to just turn up and you know, be on the podium. And he did just that. Well done. He deserves that. Do you know, do you know one thing I will say, and I'll come to you first, right, um, on this. Um, and I've noticed it on, on other interviews and I've noticed it on stage ends as well with Craig recently. Um, and we all know Craig's very vocal and, and very passionate about his rallying at the best of times. Um, there was definitely, there's definitely a steeliness that seems to have come about, um, I would say this year. And whether that comes from the confidence of obviously doing what John's just been talking about there, I don't know. But even talking to him last week, I know we were jokingly keep referring to it, but there was definitely a harder edge, um, where, um, it's fair to say, I, I think there's definitely, I, I deserve to be at the top table now. I, I think you've got to develop a steeliness if you want to compete at that level. And, uh, and you know, as, as John's just alluded to, Craig 
has done an incredible job as a, as a super sub, if you like, just to be drafted into the team as a number three. And yes, he'd been to Belgium before. Yes, he'd, he'd won Ypres before, but it was an incredible performance. Um, you know, he was under huge pressure to, to perform and uh, huge pressure to, to show what he could do yet again. He needed that big tarmac result and, it, and he just delivered. He did everything he could do. Um, but as we saw when he was when he was held up by Oik Tanak, you know, that, uh, that that did rile him. But we need to see that from Craig Breen. We need to see that side of him because in a in a full programme in the World Rally Championship, he will need that fight. He will need that edge to, to compete against the world's best drivers. So, um, yeah, like he said, we, we've known him for a long time. He's a lovely guy, but it's good to see that edge because, uh, if, if he gets a full season in a top line drive, which, which we very much hope he will, um, he needs that competitive side to his game. Trev, um, I, again, I suppose the same point to you because I always come to you with stuff like this in, in the sense of, I don't know whether Craig does coaching. I don't know whether he, 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 he subscribes to anything like that. I genuinely really, really don't. Um, but there was definitely, this, you know, the last couple of conversations I've had with him, there's definitely, there, there is definitely more to him now uh, when it comes to, there's definitely, um, again, I'll use the same term, top table, you know. I think he believes, and belief is everything, isn't it? But he's always believed as a two times world champion. Everybody forgets that bit of it. <laughs> Under pressure. Look at the junior, the academy as it was back then, how he went about winning that. He had to win more or less every stage bar a couple. And um, so the man's been incredible over the years. And you think of some of the stories that are attached to him. It's, his performance has been brilliant. Consistency, just fantastic. And if motorsport news is true, and with no reason to doubt it, I can't remember the last time, they announced anything like that and it wasn't true. If he has a two-year contract in his pocket, that didn't happen last week. It might have been completed last week, but it has been ongoing for a while. So going into those two rallies, he probably had a fair idea, if that, was, if that is the case, making a big assumption here, that he was sorted. So that will certainly help you relax with it and help you get on with the performance. So, uh, And those two rallies, he was phenomenal to get into the car. And you look at some of the people who have tried to make those uh, 27, well, current reward, rally cars work uh, he can certainly do it can't he and you know a proper season in a car that's sorted he's going to do something incredible I think and no better man to jump on a Ford as well uh, he's probably related to Henry Ford in some way because Henry's <laughs> father William uh, emigrated from just uh, above Clonakilty in West Cork at the age of 21 and uh, so he's probably related to him somehow along the way we will be doing that. Is that's that is the stat of the year. Do you think, we should, do you think we should just end now, John? Do you think that's oh, the point where we just? It's only going to go downhill. Yeah. Look, I know he's got Google and we can't see it, but that was very good. I like that, Trevor. Nicely done. Yeah. See how he shoe on that fact in. You know he's known that for all his life, and at, at some point he thought, <laughs> "I'm going to be able to drop this one out, and I'm going to blow everyone away." Well done, Trevor. You've just blown us all away. Anyway. Um, just kind of following on from the story, as I say, I, I'm, I'm going to use the, the, the Motorsport News probably story to, to kind of get me out of trouble almost here. But and a sidebar story to this one with regards to this is the fact that I suppose it's it's confirmed now Tino Sunanen, um has departed officially, Trev, from M Sport. Um, you've speculated when you've been talking about, you know, where would you... I think not to not to to use the terminology either pee or get off the pot, so to speak, with regards to the finances behind Timo Sonnen. Um this is now 
in 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 this story, especially freeing up seats, we're seeing drivers, you know, obviously depart. Tiwan Sunan, not overly surprised that they've called time on this program early, I suppose, in 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 twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, it probably wasn't room for him uh, for 2022, the signs of things and what you've been saying. Uh, and it's not the end of Timo Sunan in any way. I can't imagine that Timo Yaki, who's invested him uh, quite substantially at this point, is going to give up. Because um, a small change compared to the money that that man's made over the years in rallying, let alone his own personal uh, fortune that he's amassed. Uh, I think he'll want to go on and try and help Timo. As I said, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I definitely want him to go back, reset, get whatever help he needs to be able to focus a little bit more, be more relaxed about his driving because the talent's incredible. You only need to look back at his career. Uh, his talent is unquestionable. He just needs to consistently perform at the highest level. And that's the bit that we haven't seen without mistakes along the way. But yeah, I'd love him to go away, regroup and come back again even stronger. Bit, I've got a bit of a theory on this, Trev. And I'm gonna, I'll ask you and then quickly and then I'm gonna go to, to, to Ryan. Are we assuming that the 2022 cars are gonna be slower than the current spec WRC car? What, what is it? What difference does it make? Just stay with me on the point. Uh, I'd imagine they're faster. Well, I don't know. I haven't really looked in detail. Ryan's your man for that. Mm, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Um, but bearing in mind, bearing in mind, you, you seem to be driving things every day at the moment. But um, I know you've not drove a current spec world rally car. But in all seriousness, are we are we expecting performance to go perhaps a half a step back from where we are in in, in a current world car? I think it depends on energy deployment, doesn't it? I, I don't know if you read the interview with Adrian Formore this week, and I, I don't even know where, where I read that, but um, he made an interesting comment about it depends how the FIA want to use the hybrid element and didn't really expand on that. So, I don't know, reading between the lines, it, obviously they've got a similar... Um, engine package, but with a boost from uh, from hybrid technology, which which adds quite considerable power. So in theory, if you use that over a stage, the car should be faster. Yes, there's there's less aero. Yes, there's less suspension travel, but ultimately there's more power. So that might offset the you know the deficiencies and also the the car's heavier. Um, but I took that to mean that. You know, we've heard these stories about wanting to run in electric on road sections and, and all this kind of thing. So is there going to be a limit to how much they can deploy the hybrid element on stage? And, and if there is, that will massively reduce the potential performance advantage of that hybrid system. OK, the reason why, I, I, I'll be honest with you, that hasn't probably helped the point I was trying to make. Well, so. I, I have no idea is the answer. Yeah, OK, well, that's fine. But yeah, that could have been the short answer. Um, but I like the fact that you felt the need to talk all the way around the block and come back again. Thank uh, you. Thinking out loud. Oh, that's fine. Um, I, I, I was going to go with the scenario. And, and, and to be fair, I, I can see this on, on both sides already this year. Has there been an element of people who've took a step away from a 17 car back to a slower car, has that helped them? Is where I was, I suppose, really clumsily trying to get to. And I wonder whether someone like Timo Sunanen, uh, would that help? Mm. I mean, he's, he's gone quite well in the in the Rally 2 car, hasn't he? But maybe not shone as brightly as, you know, uh, Lappy in there, Mickelson in there, um, Osberg, obviously. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't feel he's... He shone quite as brightly. He, he, he was. It's difficult 
to look at him as a frontline driver for next year after the season he's had, isn't it? And yes, he's only had a, a bit part opportunity um, in a car that maybe isn't the fastest this year. But I don't know. I think if if M Sport still saw the potential in him as a winner next year, they wouldn't be turning down the, the Timo Yoki money that's been good to them over the years. Unless there was better finances coming from somewhere else. If it's supply demand, which... Well, led to believe it, it probably is going to be next year. You know, the, the, there is a, a demand for, 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 for top line seats and obviously the budgets that that brings with it. Um, you know, is it, is there being, is the maths better from, from maybe for motor company for performance or Red Bull or whatever it may be over Timo Yockey's money? But then we've all, you know, in the past, look how many M Sport cars we've seen out <laughs> at times. You know, we've seen a, uh, a secondary team. We've even seen a third team at times if, if the backing was there to do it. So, um, you know, the, there's a clear strategy here. I would say just to focus on the, on the factory team and not maybe run a, a semi-official team as they have in the past. Malcolm Wilson once said to me about money, he said it's much cheaper to hire a world champion than it is to hire a beginner. Because uh, if you hire a world champion, you give him one, two, five, ten million dollars, that's it. If you hire a beginner and he smashes your car up every single round of the championship, that's going to cost you more money by the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. And Tamo Goodblossom has always looked and sounded confused at the end of every stage. He, he had that look in his face that said, I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't really want to remember it. Uh, the time was <laughs> very good, but we'll go on and do the next stage. And he's been saying that into microphones for you know months as if he just hasn't worked out uh, what, what has been going on, what's what's required of him as a, as a rally driver. And... Uh, if Trevor goes back and looks at that same place where he got that magnificent source about Henry Ford, that's fact about Henry Ford, I think he'll discover that Colin McRae was already world champion by the time he'd had this, the Temo Sun in an amount of time uh, in the sport. And Seb Ogier certainly was, wasn't he? Um, Temo was with us, what, in 2017? Did he not arrive with the, the new spec of cars? So he said 17, 18, 19, 20, he said four and a half seasons to work yeah. it out. If he still hasn't got there now, then, you know, he needs to go off and do something different. Mm. Now, somebody who has come back, who Ryan mentioned before, um, uh, Lappy is making a, a sensational return to Toyota for Rally Finland, uh, Ryan Champion. Um, whether this is going to be a one-off or whether this is a soft introduction back into the team, we don't know. Uh, whether it's a, a completely commercial decision, again, we don't know. Um, you know, there was, I, I don't think it was an, an, an easy leaving when he left Toyota originally, but obviously things have cooled a little bit and looks like they're going to be friends again. Yeah, I think there's a, a simple a simple change that explains that, and that's the change at the top of the team at, um, you know, the Toyota Gazoo World Rally Team at, uh, Esperka Lappi obviously had his differences with uh, with Tommy Mackinnon, as Oik as Tanak did then then afterwards. Um, we know that that Lappi has got potential that he's not shown in the WRC yet. You know he he has looked brilliant several times during his career, and then he's, he seems to have lost his confidence, lost his way. Uh, and I think Yari Matti just sees something in him and, and thinks that he can maybe get the best out of him so uh, I think it's it's great to see him back in the world championship because I do think there's potential in him and you know I think um, I think he does still have a future at, at the top level so yep he's in for Finland there's already rumours that he'll he'll share a car next year with um, 
outgoing full-time driver Sebastian Ogier. Um, so, yeah, let's let's see what he does. He, I don't think he'll be registered, obviously, to score points in Finland. He'll have a free hand to go out there and, and drive the car. Uh, obviously, he's got to get back up to speed again. So, you know, you, you can't expect too much. But if he puts in a great performance, then, then that'll only be good for him for next year. Okay. okay. Um, uh, Trev, um, is, is, I suppose, Escapescalapi's management got it right? As opposed to what has happened with Tino, is that is the is the stark? You know, it's been very very easy to compare the two of them because obviously they both came up in a, in a very similar way with cars and they know each other and everything else. Is is there been has he been handled better or or what? Or is it just a lazy comparison again? Maybe he's learned quicker by going back, stepping back and working out what do we need to do to get back in a world rally car. And he's convinced Yari Matti or whoever the top team uh, who who makes the decisions within the team that he's worth a punt on. Um, because we know, we talked about it two or three weeks ago, that he's absolutely a phenomenal person to have in the championship because of his personality and his speed on every surface. So uh, great to see him back in there. Uh, and... It'll be interesting to see how it works out. But again, there's a, there's a big link between Timo Yaki and Toyota. So you know, there's nothing to stop Sunan and getting in there if Toyota wanted him. But clearly they saw something more or they've seen something more in Lappi for Finland than they have in Sunanen. And uh, we'll see how it all pans out. You know, Sunanen and Lappi in the same team uh, bounce in the same sort of theories of we're not getting enough seat time, this car isn't competitive, blah, blah, blah. That uh, wasn't a good partnership, I don't think, at the time, because uh, it just all seemed very doom and gloom. But Lappi rejuvenated, back in the car, having a good feeling. Uh, if he gets that, and he'll have plenty of testing, and the setup for Finland will be great in that car, uh, he'll go out and he'll, uh, he'll enjoy himself again. Once he does that, he's relaxed, and hopefully he'll put on a performance that means that, yeah, he'll be in that third car, sure, in that third car next year. And I think I think the other thing, sorry, just to come in there, is that that Lappi is a proven winner. You know, we've seen him win at World Championship level already. Um, he scored a couple of podiums with the Citroen that everybody hated, um, but he, uh, you know, he was able to get that on the podium. I think he was, was it. He finished second in Sweden, and I can't remember where else. He's somewhere second earlier on, uh, later on that year as well. So, you know, he's he's proved he can win. He's proved he can get on the podium. So, and he uh, won Finland in his first year yeah, straight in the car. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He won it in WRC2 as well, so he's, you know, he knows the thing probably inside out and back to front. And I was just looking at his results in two this season, and he appears to have entered two and won them both. So he's earned his pitch, hasn't he? I mean, he's earned his chance to go and knock on the Yanni Matty's door and say, you really need to give me a drive on the hottest thing in WRC2. Uh, you know, two starts, two wins, isn't it? But you remember that about him, John, in 2017, I think it was, when they debuted, Skoda debuted that second version of the Fabia at the end of the stage. He blitzes everybody at the end of the stage. Yeah. He's sitting there with his hand behind his, his uh, on the headrest, just chilled. Yeah. And it was the easiest thing in the world for him to drive that car phenomenally quick. And he's consistently done that in the cars he's got into, providing his head's in the right place and he's relaxed. Yep, and he was another one that always sounded confused and far too modest and needed a large pint of kind of arrogance and self-belief. He needed those three words, just be positive, because he was another one that used to get to the end of stages and say, well, and that's not the frame of mind. To as, as, as was his new team boss. So if anybody yeah. can tell him how not to do it <laughs> in terms of being confident and not losing the feeling, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it is Mr. Latvala. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's, you know, it's identifying it, feeling good fast, identifying that that's it. And then, um, you know, telling yourself that nothing can possibly go wrong. And then when it does go wrong, you say to yourself, that's you just brush it off and you just arrogantly instruct everybody in the team to fix it uh, and then get back in and, you know, go out and do it again. Have you spent spent time on event with Ryan Champion? (laughs) No, why do you think we should? Hey, Ryan, do you need a co-driver? It's all down to that, isn't it? It's just be positive. And I think what EP needs to say to himself is this is not the only chance. This is not my one-off. I'm going to get another one. I'm in the main car. I'm going to enjoy myself. There's a little bit of, to go back to Craig Breen, it didn't matter what Craig did. He was never going to win Belgium. It doesn't matter what Craig Breen does. He's never going to win anywhere. Why there's Thierry Nerville and Oitanek in that team. They just, you know, they get this. Big. Yeah. Hello, uh, Mr. Adamo. Name's Oitanek. You're not going to let him win because I'm the main driver here. There's all those sorts of politics that go on. And they're, they're not going to let EP win. He's going to have to have a fantastic. Well, Toyota going to have to have a sensationally bad weekend, aren't they, in Finland for EP to win again? But it gives him a chance to, you know, get in. No, if, 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 if EP's leading as a hand a second or hand, you know, of course he's going to he's going to win it, isn't he? Well, just if it, there'll, be, if there'll be a guy called Ogier going, <laughs> get it, come on, phone him up and tell him he's not going to win. If, if Seb's anywhere near him, yeah, I mean, Elvin wouldn't do that because that's not Elvin's way. But no team orders in Toyota, is there? Well, <laughs> but there's a very good phone. <laughs> Do you know what can I ask? Is this something that we kind of, over the last probably five or six, seven years, kind of forgot really exists? And the fact now we have got so many top line drivers and obviously three teams that on paper can win, that we now have this situation with regards to, um, you know, drivers in essence not being allowed to win. Because there's a far bigger picture and, you know, it's being team players, etc. Is this something that perhaps we lost in the WRC for a period of time? Anyone? I think in, inherently when you've got th- when you've got three drivers in a team, there's, there's more chance that's going to happen, isn't it? For a long time, we were just used to having two cars in a team and uh, and. Yeah, in, inherently, it, it, uh, it increases the odds if you've got three in there. So we've got three teams with three drivers as opposed to four teams with, with two drivers or five teams with two drivers, however many we had in the past. So, um, yeah, I guess we do see it a little bit more because uh, and also inherently with having a part time third driver, if you've got a part time third driver, you, you, you don't really want them to uh, affect the the drivers championship for your main drivers i mean i don't think it will affect seb in a way that he'll go and demand that he has to go and win because that's um, finland's not one of his favorites that's not one that he would have earmarked he's what is he now 38 points clear or something in the championship so therefore he can afford now to kind of lift and not risk too much but what the difficulty is, uh, that that's a bad situation for Elvin, bad situation for Calla. Calla won't mind. You know, he's a mate. I'm only in the team first year. That's fine. But, you know, Elvin will be thinking, hang on a second. I've still got a shout at the championship. You know, I want to win this. So what if EP is you know, leading after, I don't know, Saturday lunchtime, Saturday evening, Elvin's in second. Where's the situation then? Does Elvin have the political clout and the people to be able to go and knock on um, Yanni Matti's door and say, look, I'm the full-time driver here. 
he's just the kid getting but coming back for a you know drinking in the second chance saloon um you know what about this uh, does elvin have that character and that stance in the team to be able to demand that i doubt he will do because he's that's not the way he plays the game i don't think but, but has anybody got that john because i think everybody's in open acknowledgement that you know, this is this is the last full season. It's 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 now been documented almost this fact that it's last full yep. season. So, you know, you're going to have next season, Elvin. You're you know, Calais, yep. You're going to have yep. next season, um, etc. 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 So, is there almost almost the unwritten rules this year that uh, yeah, if I, if, I if he's got a clear is. run, he's going to have that clear run, and all they're, yeah, they're going to be his wingman. Yeah, if if Seb has got himself in a position to win then it's not really for us to get in the way uh not in the way for anybody else to get in the way he's got to throw the chance of the win away before anybody then says right i'll have that um and that's a tricky situation for elvin it's not for Kala because he's the new boy uh it won't be for ep but I think if if Seb wants it and he's earned it, then, you know, I'm sorry, everybody just form a line behind the, the seven times world champion. This is Absolute Rally. Whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all forms of competition. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Either, either, or, I want to ask you something, John, before I bring the other boys back in. Kind mm. of related, because I think I think the, the events that are coming up now, people will be planning where their attack's going to be, or, you know, certainly where a championship can be sewn up, etc., etc. But uh, following on from the cancellation of the Japanese Grand Prix and MotoGP over in Japan, we're still on the fence with regards to Rally Japan taking place, my personal gut feeling, and I'll take this on the chin, is that I can't see it running. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I don't know. I think it's down to the timing of the decision. I think they've already made their minds up, but they're just going to d- decide when it is best to confirm the worst kept secret in the sport that you can't have it if the other two have gone. Um, so I don't know when they'll decide to uh, release that. But I imagine uh, if that is the case and the promoter's thinking about it, then they're probably on the phone to Monza saying, you know, you did so well last year. You know, we had so much fun down in Monza. Can we just do it all over again, please? Because we can't go to Japan. Well, I mean, the shame is Japan. We still haven't got back to Japan. Um, I, have, I have heard that Monza is being drafted in. Yeah, well, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Because yeah. they finished the season last year. However, it you know it ended or whatever happened um, from uh, Seb and uh, Elvin's point of view. You know, the, the, the template is there. It's been run. Uh, you just say you you come to the agreement with Japan, whatever it's going to be. Don't worry, lads. We'll be back next year, provided there isn't you know something else in the way. And um, hey, Monza, could we just? Uh, it doesn't give you any rights to the season afterwards or anything else. We'd just like to come back and you know slip it in right there, and and away we'll go. We'll, we'll find ourselves back at Monza. Right. From a from from a championship point of view, the point I've just made there. You know the drivers. I'm assuming. Well, I'm 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 not assuming. I, I know will be sat down and almost 
down to picking what stage where they feel they're probably going to be able to push in and, and be, be fastest or whatever, they will definitely be picking rallies now where they'll be looking to maximise points on that event, maybe down to road position or, or whatever it may be. So a change of an event, especially crucially as the last event, must be playing on everybody's minds, really. Uh, yeah, maybe, but... But they are unprecedented times we're in, aren't they? And, and as we saw last year, I mean, it was it was great that they actually got a, a championship running last year and, and, and went to varied countries as they did. And and uh, I think it was to be expected that at some time this year there was going to be a curveball thrown and, you know, it may not even be the last. So uh, I think, um, you know, we're talking about professional drivers, elite elite sportsmen at the top of the championship and you know they'll, they'll just uh, very quickly switch their mindset to, to whatever challenge is in front of them and, uh, and if it is Monza then then they know it um, can the conditions be as bad as they were last year who knows um, but I think uh, yeah I think as I said these are professionals and they just they can change their mindset very quickly uh, I was just about to say Trev I suppose from from your point of view and I'll take on board what Rice just said there but um, is there is is there a point where do you think any of these could be rattled by a change of an event? No, I've nothing more to add to what Rand said. So you're just going to have to think of another topic really quickly. And <laughs> <laughs> um, what well, can I have one final point, which I thought? Of course was, you can, John, because you're clearly my the, friend and Trevor's not. In the OGA, lads, in the OGA, Elvin. Um, uh, relationship that goes on and Elvin can he win the championship this year in that team uh, you know Seb for whatever reason I suspect it had something to do with the tyres in um, where the hell were we in Belgium didn't quite trust the Pirellis did have a little grizzle about the Pirellis and I suspect he thought it doesn't matter however many points I lose to Elvin Evans I'm doing him and getting some of those back on the power stage because I am Seb Ogier. I am king of the power stage. So Elvin can go off and get as far as ahead of me as he wants to. I'll have some of those points back. And that's a game he can play to an extent, bearing in mind how far he is ahead now in the championship. What he does with Greece, well, it's always, it'll come back to how far he drops on the leaderboard at the end of the first day. But, uh, he's got those points in hand and he, he can afford to be a bit picky and choosy now, provided he doesn't do too much too wrong. But he is Seb Ogier. He's the class act. He's better than all the others put together. He probably won't. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, I spoke about, <laughs> I should about to say, I spoke about this last week. I didn't. I spoke about it on the Ghost podcast with Craig Parry. Um, so I'm going to, Ask you guys um, individually, and it's a yes or no answer, this one. So, um, Ypres is a WRC round rank champion. Yes, absolutely. Yes or no, will do. Uh, John Desborough. Yes. Trevor Agnew. Sorry, you cut out there, Tony. I have to ask again. So it might be my connection. You're just pulling my chain now, aren't you? I'm not, honestly. I- I never heard the question. You asked me to give a yes or no answer to something I haven't heard the question to. I'll say yes. So you wear women's clothing? Yeah. <laughs> Surely. And what's wrong with that? What was absolutely. the question? There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think it, I think it really... What was the question? It was uh, Ypres, WRC round, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
reason for asking, apparently they have got an invitation to come back, but not till 2024. Yeah. Um, which kind of leaves the door open um, for Northern Ireland for 2022. Now, I'm going to really test you, Trevor Agnew. Ypres or Northern Ireland? Oh, uh, Northern Ireland all day long. I thought it might be. <laughs> uh, I know you've had you've had Bobby on your on your pod, and you've done various things with Bobby. Um, Trev, what, what, do you think this is? He's obviously got the, the, the he's desperate for it to happen. But do you do you think we will see the WRC in 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 twenty twenty two over in Northern Ireland? Yes. Very confident that it'll be in Northern Ireland in 2022. Uh, they just need to get their finger out and make a decision on it. It is a very commercially viable, it's a good investment, a uh, good use of, of money to get tourism into the country and the whole of Ireland for that point. We definitely need a UK around, so everybody in the UK should be vying towards it. And I could go on for another five, ten minutes as to why it's a good idea. And I'm confident it will happen. Ryan Champion, would, would you... Bear in mind all the rallies you've done. Would you dust off the overalls to go and do a WRC round in Northern Ireland? Uh, I'll read the notes for you, right? <laughs> well, I'd like to do it, of course, if it happens. Whether well, that, that's probably unlikely, but I know it'd be great to see. And, and the original question was if it's between Belgium and a WRC rally in Northern Ireland, then any of us in the UK, you know, we we want the World Championship back, don't we? I mean, it's it's not great for British rallying not having a, a world championship rally so we at all costs we need a rally in the UK next year I'm going to I'm going to put something out there okay and it's a different time uh, I'm going to ask John Desborough first uh, and then I'm going to come to Trev and I'm going to come to you, to you right okay right currently in the WRC okay albeit part time we've got Craig Green we've got Elvin Evans we've got Gus Greensmith and we've got various others at WRC2 uh, level, Chris Ingram, etc., etc. Okay. And juniors. And juniors, of course, yeah. We've got John Armstrong and juniors, William Crichton, etc. Okay. Right. So across the board, we've got good representation. And yet the success of rallying in its heyday in the late 90s, early 2000s, stemmed from the fact that we had Colin and Richard. Now, granted, they were both world champions in their careers, but that doesn't really colorate anymore, does it? It doesn't really, you know, we're, we're, there's the commercial successes that from back then are not really representative now, and yet we've got more drivers, John. Or was it a different chicken and a different egg because we had Hyundai, Subaru, Ford, and Mitsubishi all based in Britain? Why were they here? Because they had access to all of those great nursery stages to go and test them, you know, produce drivers. Uh, and we had that heritage and history from the 60s, 70s and 80s. That's why the, the teams were here. But now the two teams have gone bar Malcolm and M Sport. And therefore, the whole uh, dynamic has moved into to Europe. The circus has moved into Europe. It's become a European thing. Uh, and you know, you might say, well, we had a good time. We had our time. We made very best use of it. We had two world champions. 
and uh, we all managed to join in and have a wonderful time. But, you know, that's life. Things move on now and they go to different places, different times, different people. But it was that chicken. We had the teams here and they had they were it was it was made easier, slightly easier, easier for Richard and for Colin and for Alistair and for Mark and for Trevor to get a drive because they were all UK based. Trevor, uh, have you got any I, more on that? Yeah, I, I hear John absolutely in what you're saying. Clearly, if there's momentum and people know those names, Colin McRae, Richard Burns in the UK, it's much easier to convince people. Uh, certainly the people who are making the decision about the commercial side of the sport and trying to get a world rally into what we're talking about in Northern Ireland. So those people making that decision probably don't even know that John Armstrong's second in the junior championship. If they do, is that part of the decision? Probably not. Uh, but there is something to be had in talking about motorsport as a career and the number of people who are involved in that in the UK. You think of the Motorsport Industry Association, for example. And those people should be lobbying the decision makers to say this is a great decision on those grounds as well. Uh, <laughs> and that young kids, 14, 15, want the motorsport career. Surely if we've got a rally here and people see that, the momentum of everything that happens, you know, you think back in Northern Ireland terms to uh, to the Giro and the tall ships and Half a million people turned up to the tall ships and first arrived there out of a population of a million and a half. That's certainly going to create interest and it's going to help even the guys in the Mark II escorts who are going down to their local service station to get some money to help them pay for a few tyres. If that interest in the sport is heightened because of the World Championship going there, that has to be taken into consideration as well. Yeah. But the people making that commercial decision as to yeah, no tourism Northern Ireland we're talking about, uh, yeah, it's a different ball game when you talk about that. I hear what John's saying, absolutely momentum will help and we've lost a little bit clearly compared to the late nineties and early two thousands, but it's still a very commercially viable uh, proposition and great value for money to have around the World Rally Championship in Northern Ireland. You see, lads, where is the Timo Yoki of the United Kingdom who is going around the team saying, hi, I represent John Armstrong. He's currently second in the junior class. Uh, want a conversation? Does that happen? Uh, I would say... I would say no, but Trevor Agnew would know better and Ryan Champion would know better. So, um, as Ryan's been quiet for quite some time, I'm going to bring Ryan Champion at this point. Uh, well, unfortunately, as we know, it, co it comes back to money again, doesn't it? And uh, well, it, two things: it comes back to money, and it comes back to uh, what what you just touched on there. Why is the sport not as popular as it was in the in the the nineties, arguably the early two thousands in the UK? And and where do we even start with that one? I mean, firstly, we had a, a round of the World Championship that went around the country, and rallying's normally tucked away, isn't it? It's tucked away in the forest. It's tucked away out in the in the country somewhere. Unless it's in front of people, they don't know what's going on. And the RSC rally used to capture the imagination of the country, went to different areas, and everybody used to, to go out and watch it. Once that stopped and the rally was, was uh, held in one area... Um, a lot of the country became detached from rallying. At the same time, it disappeared from uh, terrestrial television. So those people who maybe went once a year but caught it on TV, they didn't look for it on Sky Channel, whatever it was, but they just happened to catch it on TV. It was no longer on terrestrial TV for them anymore. So they, so it slipped away from them. Yeah, you know, I still get asked by people, oh, what's happening in rallying now? I never see it on TV anymore. Um, and like I said, that 
um, it, it, you know, Colin McRae was a household name uh, even before the video game. Richard Burns was was a household name, uh, but that uh, that mainstream it, it just slipped away can from I, being a mainstream I... sport. But that comes back to 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 your question. Um, if it's a mainstream sport, you've got people more willing to invest, and and so. You know, unfortunately, there isn't a British version of Timo Yockey that would pick up the likes of John Armstrong and say, right, you need to look at this guy and to help the job along, I'm going to put some money behind him to drive your car. Can I just, I know this has probably been, well, I guarantee it's been mentioned before, but obviously we've just mentioned, we've just mentioned Colin and Richard. Um, of course, the common denominator was ProDrive and David Richards. Now, Trev, you were you were around that period more than probably, well, definitely more than me. Um, obviously, John was around from 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 a, from a, a very different angle. But was David Richards a difference? Uh, to a point, I just want to go back and just cover something just for clarity. There, there is plenty of investment from uh, individuals in Irish motorsport and propelling Irish drivers and uh, into the world championship. That's continuing and people are still doing that. So it's not as if there is no Timo Yockey type person, maybe not the same structure, uh, but there's certainly plenty of people investing in drivers. Uh, David Richards took a punt in Colin McRae over five years, really. That's that's it. And you wouldn't get that level of commitment now, certainly the damage that Colin caused. So that was part of it as well. And, and just his nature and the way he went about his rallying certainly drew a lot of attention. As Rand said, back then it was a different proposition, certainly for uh, the RSC Rallyer Network queue, as it was when Colin was doing it, uh, that you had massive crowds and he became that household name on the back of what he did in a farmer's car. Yeah, farmer's car. And, and just just to men- just to come in on 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 Dave Richards, obviously he was incredible in Colin's career and, and Richards' career as well. Um, but we went to the Cloverleaf format under David, David Richards. Richards as a commercial rights holder, and and to me that's what lost some of our fan base because people just didn't identify with the sport, certainly in this country, in the same way. Okay. Um, John, you were around the, the, the hoo-ha and the razzmatazz of that period, obviously with, 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 with Channel 4 coverage and obviously with obviously the Rally Excess, the magazines, etc., etc., etc. Why did it have a bit of a – why did it feel like it was turned up to 11, to use the spinal tap term? <laughs> uh, I was talking about this yesterday with somebody in Australia, and I said, to my mind, the Channel 4 coverage was about a year, maybe two years too late because we had Colin as world champion in 95 and Richard almost world champion in 99, then almost world champion in 2000. And uh, if we'd have had the Channel 4 coverage in the year that it became world champion, when nobody expected it because everybody thought in the middle of that year, that year it was going to be a Colin McRae double, uh, then, you know, we might have had a little bit longer at it. But that came because I think David Richards went to – I think the guy's name at Channel 4 was Michael Jackson, because I remember saying 20 years ago, no, not that Michael Jackson. <laughs> but he then left to go to America to get involved in big scale TV or film. And Channel 4 was sold it with Formula One's getting just a little bit predictable. And it's the same person winning. And his name is Michael Schumacher. What we've got here is something which is exotic, which travels the world, which is touchy and feely, which has much more access to it. It is not elite. Everybody can get involved in it. And at the moment, anybody's winning. Look at all these guys. There's Granholm, Burns. You've got, uh, you know, Tommy Mackinnon. You've even got a, you've even got a Skoda in there doing quite well in Kenya. 
uh, and they went for the whole exotic travel log nature of Channel 4's proposal of the coverage. The only difficulty was Channel 4 had cricket and we didn't do very well competing against them. And after 18 months, well, the French French had begun to arrive and, you know, the rest is history. Okay. Okay. I think this is one of those conversations that could go on and on and on because I am fascinated by it. And I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I really don't. Uh, I know and I take on board what, what you're saying, Trevor, and, and, and I take on board what you're all saying. But I still, to me, there's still, that, there's still a little bit of magic that's missing. And I can't quite figure out what it is. And if I could, then yeah. I'd probably have this licked. Do you know what it might be? It might be back, go back to a conversation in Portugal that I had with Chris Meek five, six, ten, twenty years ago when he said to me, when's this all going to kick off? I said, what do you mean? He said, this whole coverage, when's rallying going to get big on TV again? And I said, as soon as you start winning, that's when it happens. And uh, it didn't quite because, because why? I don't know. But let's not pressure Chris Ingram too much. But I think if you get an Englishman doing well in this sport, then the London people get involved and London and Manchester people get involved. Then they see there's something there. They can, they understand that they get that. So I think we hope we have to hope that Chris turns up in Greece, bags another podium, carries on with the rallies he's selecting this season and gets another podium or two in WRC three. And then has a fantastic year next year. And then we look at it again. Okay. Okay. Um, believe it or not, we're now at the point, boys, where we're going to go to any other business. But before we do that, of course, I, I clumsily wrote, read out a, a book review um, at the beginning of the year, and it wasn't your book, John Desborough. Um, but you have got another book out, which, of course, we have already publicised. So, and a happy day today because the proofs arrived back from the printers with a lovely cover on there and the title Heat Soak. Because it is a uh, a season. Uh, it, it is it our on. same hero again, John? Sorry, is it our same hero again? It's the same hero, but it starts in Monte Carlo. It moves on to Corsica because we didn't go there, and it had to go to Corsica, and it'll finish in Greece. And it was. Uh, I just decided I'd got a couple more stories that I needed to write. Um, mistake I made first time around was putting too many long words in and not enough pictures, so I've uh, changed that. And uh, was that feedback from Tony Simpson? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I'm still there, are you? I do remember remember, um, when I wrote Richard's book, Julian Jacobs, who was Ayrton Senna's manager. I said, try to persuade him that I wanted to do um, Juan Pablo Montoya's book. And uh, I tried to make a pitch to him and he, I, hand, <laughs> I had it in the book. He said, yeah, the pictures are very nice, John. Um, and uh, there are a few more pictures in there, a few shorter words, but it's been much more fun writing this. And heat soap reflects the fact that there's a massive, great Barney going to break out. Um, can, we, and- can, we, can we ask, does it feature... Uh, a well-known rally podcast in any way, shape or form? You know, it doesn't because this one is set in a golden era of the sport. And well, as you know, I that's, that's understandable. Okay. Does it feature, does it feature either, um, does it feature a Yorkshireman with, with, with a receding hairline? Not quite as receded as mine, but well on its way. Not, not at the moment, but we okay. can always do it, maybe do that next year. But what I did put was I nicked that, um, that review of, I think it was Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid <laughs> where they said, 
all of the events in this film, and of course, from its book, are fictional. But having said that, one or two of them did actually happen. And um, that is the case. The names have been changed. But the innocent. But things do appear in there. And um, if you read it carefully, you'll see who I'm talking about. Well, as Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, regularly said, who are those guys? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, usual outlets, John, to get one of your books? Uh, yes. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Ghost the Printer should be back in three weeks once I've taken one or two deliberate mistakes out. And <laughs> if you're on Facebook... Direct message me is the easy way. After that, it'll be eBay and Amazon, unless you're available, you're around at the uh, Saxon Arms in Stratton in uh, a few weeks before Christmas, because I'm going to do a book launch there. Maybe we should do a live absolute rally from, from the book <laughs> launch. How good would that be? What's, what's, the, what's the beer like there? Uh, very good. And I know the barman as well. I do really have to say that, Trev. Mm. He's not yeah. going to say it's crap, is he? He's not going to say it's weak as Nat's piss, is he? It, yeah. uh, they, do, uh, they do a very, very good Saxon gold from the Copper Street Brewery. You boys have got to come down. Maybe we do one at the Copper Street. They would love that. We could, they've just had a beer festival. We could do that. Books, podcast, beer, vinyl. The vinyl van turns up and the pizza man as well. And it's what, all could, possibly, what could possibly go wrong if we get it in the right wrong, wrong or right Nothing. order? I'm not entirely sure. You, you just no. need to plug Waitrose now and you will have to work for another month. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, find me on Facebook, direct message me. I'll put you on the list. As soon as it's back, I'll make contact. Same price as last year. How about that? Maybe we do one, Maybe we do a quiz. Maybe we do, because we, we, we haven't got a quiz for this season. Uh, we, we, we're giving Keel the boys uh, a season off. So maybe we need to do a signed copy as one of our quiz pieces, John. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, I can do this normal self-deprecating joke. It's actually the unsigned copies that are more valuable and rare. Uh, Damn, and that's where I was going next. And then the next one you want to do, Tony, is John Desber's Heat Soak, available at all good charity bookshops. That's the one I would use when I'm doing people. It's not, not yet. Although it is available on eBay, Amazon, and direct message me. Okay, there you go, the little, little advert. And of course, um, throughout the last 12 months, we have actually ran stings in our podcast for your last book. So, uh, Very kind. So I dare say I need to... You probably do need to do re-record one yeah. for us, yeah. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll put that in, so to speak, for you. Um, so we'll, we'll almost allow that to be your any other business. Um, so, um, Trevor Agnew, have you got any other business for this week? I'll go. I'll let Ryan go first because he hasn't spoken in a while. And I'll you haven't got one. That's why. I don't have a chance to get a word in edgeways. Go. Uh, I have a, a couple of bits this week. Uh, first one, unfortunately, related to this annoying virus that's still going on. So uh, I've been working a lot towards the uh, East African Safari Classic Rally over the last few months. Um, and there's a team with with Team Tuttle getting 16 cars out there for the rally. Unfortunately, that's now been postponed to next year with uh, with Kenya still being on the red list. Um, there's an awful lot of uh, team personnel involved going out to, to that rally. A lot of UK entries and have decided to postpone it to next year. Um, I mean, interestingly, Kenya was on the red list when when the WRC rally went there, but the WRC teams, oh, well, there was only one UK-based one, obviously, and they they could move mechanics straight on to different countries to to avoid the the 10-day hotel quarantine you've got to do when you come back here. But um, uh, unfortunately, Safari has uh, fallen foul of that. Hopefully, will be held early next year. But I am dusting the overalls off Tony Simpson. If you'd bothered to look down the entry list of the Track Road Rally, you would see that I'm uh, wheeling out the old Evo 
um, on the track road, and uh, I'm going to go for some yeah. skids. Have, and, you know, uh, have you noticed uh, I'm already there? Yeah, I did notice you're already there. And uh, I only John, flash once. John Desborough, I would have loved to uh, have taken your offer of, of a co-driver up, but unfortunately, I've already got one. Who's, who's yeah, well, you would have got a description of where you'd been rather than one of where you were going. Yeah. Wait, who's sitting in with you, um, Ray? Who's co-driving? Um, I can't remember now. Somebody coming out of the <laughs> I think. Is, is, it, is it your wife? Is um, your wife co-driving? No. No, you clearly haven't looked down the entry list, have no, you? No, I haven't. Will I do my any other business, please? Yeah, why don't you do your other business, <laughs> Jesus. Guess the co-driver time. Is, so it you, is it you, Trev? After 18 years? Yeah, it is actually. Wow. So, you know, before when I made reference to you wearing the dress and I've just asked whether Ryan Champion's wife co-driving for him. <laughs> yeah. This all kind of fits. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm just really worried now that I'm going to get gazump because, as Ryan said, Mr. Desber has offered his co-driving service not once but twice. <laughs> so that uh, message that I got when I was hung over a couple of weeks ago where I said <laughs> yes to it, um, might, this might be a good way out. But no, we are committed to doing the uh, rally, what is it? Wow. Yorkshire rally forest type thing. Um, uh, yeah, the track road rally, the forest rally element. It's just for the record, right? Jack, if you're listening, no, you're not sitting with me. Right, continue, Shred. <laughs> that, that, that would only be fair. No. <laughs> you, you're quick to say no, you haven't thought about it. Well, I, I have, because, um, anyway, continue. But can you imagine, <laughs> like, when you get to the industry, please turn right. Please it turn would right. be the politest, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I might not be so polite. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Very good. So like how, cool is that? how cool is that to do some skids through the North Yorkshire Force with Mr. Champion in the car that he won the rally in in 2006 as part of the Mitsubishi Works team? Very, very cool. Wow. Yeah. It's interesting. I've been in that car around Goodwood. You'd give me any top tips then? Um, don't look down or don't look up. <laughs> don't look up, yeah. Well, make your mind up. If you? I just don't look. Well, Keep your eyes closed. Oh, yeah. dear. Okay, well, there it you could, go. It, no, could I, just, it could just, as I said, Ryan, it could just be one blag too far. Class is permanent, form is temporary. You yeah. never lose it. You never the, lose it. The good thing is, Trev, if you get lost, I won't. Um <laughs> And, and and if we retire, I know where the local pubs are, so we'll be fine. Do we even have to download a road book, like? <laughs> no, well, to be I, fair, I Ryan's right wrecking now. But. That's where that's where Ryan's been. Ryan's wrecking now, so he's, he's getting ready for this. Don't worry, you, you you'll be able to not even take pace notes with you. Don't you can't you can't make accusations like that. People get banned from the sport for things like that. No. <laughs> Are you, okay. you're an illegal recce with a wig on and on a bike the way Gilles Panizza used to? <laughs> a wig on. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly, obviously, yeah. Can't be sure. Um, well, that's fantastic. My only other business, um, just, just very, very briefly, um, was uh, it was the last round. Well, it's not. It was the round of uh, the American Rally Championship last weekend, and it was also um, Barham. Brian, have you ever done Barham? 
No, no, I haven't. It, it always looks like a fantastic rally. Big crowds, always muddy and slippery. And uh, and I say the local hot shoe was beating Yankipeki until halfway through the last stage. Wow. Yeah. Yankipeki, by the way, we've got a bit of an in-joke, me and a few of my mates in rallying, and we've got um, basically Yankipeki is Highlander. Because it's just like there can only be only one who can win that event. And he, and right on cue, it happened at the weekend. It's like he, he, he's timeless. He doesn't seem to get any older, and he's no. always ultimately mega quick. At, obviously, whenever he's in a Skoda, anyway. Yeah. So, did, did, he, did he say it? So I think he was called Eric Case. I don't know how to pronounce it, but anyways, a, a, a young Czech driver, and he had a, something like a twenty-second lead over Kopecky going at the last stage. He rolled. Uh, they stopped the stage. He didn't want them to push it out the way or, or roll it back onto its wheels. Whatever happened, so he was landed with a nine thousand euro fine as well from the uh, from the <sighs> stewards. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyway, um, uh, Travis Pastrana uh, and Rian Gelsomino. Uh, tied up the American Championship. Unfortunately, Barry McKenna had to pull his entry last minute. Um, so basically, I think they just needed to, to to finish at the weekend. So they've tied up the ARA. Um, but some big things happening over there next year. And uh, congratulations also to Tom Williams, of course, who's, who's normally a regular of this parish, um, who you'll know from JWRC, etc. Over the last few years, he went over and finished fourth in uh, a McKenna Motorsport. Mark to R5 Fiesta. So there you go. Well done to everybody. Um, anyway, boys, that's been the podcast for this week. And all being well, this one will be published. <laughs> Did you Thank press you. record? I, I get a round of applause for that, which is nice. Um, so no this is this has been an absolute joy um, and thank you John good luck with the book of course thank we you. will tune in we need to think about what the quiz is going to be Yeah. so have a little bit of a think about that and we'll do something there uh, Ryan Champion thank you I'll let you get back to travelling to somewhere to do some testing with somebody in a rally car um, in the next 24 hours because that's what you do <laughs> actually I've got three days off before I go back to Wales again oh there you go uh, Trevor Agnew you will be putting the world to rights uh, for some major car manufacturer or whatever in the not too distant future I'm sure so thank you for yep. your time as ever I need to go off and find a helmet enhanced device somewhere <laughs> anybody listening yeah <laughs> uh, donations to Trevor Agnew um, oh, well I'm not sure it's a full time comeback so <laughs> a, loan of, a loan of one for the weekend I'm sure we'll be <laughs> great Sure, we'll get there. Um, I'm, 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 I'm sure your wife will have a helmet to lend them and a, and a race suit. <laughs> that uh, would yes. be brilliant. Anyway, uh, on that note, Trevor Agnew in a tight race suit. Uh, I'm just going to leave you with that thought. Just leave it there. Just let it wash over you. And folks, we'll be back same time, same place in a little podcast hole next week. Absolute Rally. Powered by the Kielder Works team. Spread the word and download the podcast every week. 